0: Anything that's business can be taught. You know, you can learn how to be a broker, you can learn about policy, you can learn about best practices, you can learn about sales and all of this stuff, but you cannot learn about how to be, you know, a compassionate person. Welcome to the excellence of execution. Let's welcome our hosts, Paul and Dan.
1: All right, Danny, we're back. uh, Season three and uh, another. I mean, it feels like this season we've had like just one guest after the other that are that are just solid. And uh, I know it's been a long time coming and we're so fortunate to be welcoming uh, Carissa Sai today with us. So thank you for coming on, Carissa. How's everything? uh, How's everything going?
0: Everything's really well, Paul. Thank you to both of you, Paul and Dan, for having me on your show. It's my
1: pleasure. So we get uh, we get to see you at the end of this month in, or at the end of April in person for our uh, annual awards gala, which is going to be the first one in person. I I think it's probably three years now, right? It was before I joined the last one. I wasn't able. I wasn't part of the team at that point. So it's my first actually. Although I'm I'm coming on over two years in the company, so really really excited. And I think I don't know, think I'm giving too much away, but Daniel's going to be the MC uh, this year. So that'll be exciting. Ball and very much, much looking
0: forward to that.
1: He's, he's been balling told. I think he's got the personality for it, so so <laughs> totally excited for that. Are you going to be saying one of your famous uh, speeches this year, Carissa?
0: You know what? Um, nothing has been said yet because I just had surgery, so I'm recovering from that.
1: Right. Um, so
0: nothing is said at this point.
1: I don't want to give too much away to the listeners, but um, I, I've had the opportunity to see you at A few times deliver these uh these wonderful and motivational uh speeches and they're truly from the heart which uh but you just with so much conviction i learn so much every time and that's why um i think this is a really special episode because we get to give our listeners something a little bit different that really focuses today on on emotional quotient which we will get into which is going to be the main theme of today but uh before we dive too far ahead just wanted to give our listeners a little bit of background. Who's Carissa? Uh, what's what's her, her her story with Clear Trust and how is she here with us today?
0: Well, first of all, Paul, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, it's always a pleasure and honor to be able to address the crowd and share a little bit of my heart and my, and my thoughts. And I always love being with everyone. You know, we started um, Clear Trust Mortgages back in 2011. Um At that time, my partners and I uh felt that we wanted to um uh, offer uh, the market a boutique mortgage brokerage um one that was different from anything else out there um and one wherein our brokers could could come and feel at home where they could feel looked after, listened to um where they could get proper training and support and that's pretty much how Clear Trust mortgages was born. It was just out of our desire to be able to offer something that we thought was um, stronger, better, and more supportive for our brokers.
1: I love that. And, and that was the original vision for you. Over 11 years, we celebrate 11 years on the same day as your birthday, which was which is awesome to, to have, have seen that come through. You're, you, you weren't a mortgage person by trade though, right? It's something that you kind of, you're, you've been in the real estate industry for a long time. So, so how did you balance both of those things and decide to, to jump into this with uh, with Robert and 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 yeah,
0: the you're right. I mean, I was a hundred. I mean, I was a full time realtor. Had been for about um, I guess maybe ten years at that point. Um, it was just through you know years of um, building a trust relationship with some key mortgage brokers, and you know R- Robert had the vision and wanted to be able to um, leave the bank at that point. Um, and was just looking for some, you know, trust trust partners um, to be able to to do this together and to play the long game and to look forward. Um, and so we decided to, um, to do this together. It, it's as simple as that. It's just that being in the industry, real estate and mortgages, they're so intertwined. You know, we get to know um, each other and we get to build trust relationships and we share the same vision. Um, it excited us. It, it excited us. And so we decided to move forward together.
1: When we talk about vision, um, and then and then I can hand it over. I don't know if you have any questions or thoughts so far. But when I think about vision, and Daniel says this often, and I know, Carissa, you weren't able to come the last time when uh, Robert, Vu, Nguyen, Jess were all here. And they really said, it's incredible that we were able to build something so similar to Vancouver. And it really stems from just the feeling you get from walking in through the doors of the family, the culture. Uh, and that really stems from leadership that stems from Robert, uh, yourself. And then obviously, you know, we've embedded that here between Janice, Daniel, myself, and you know, one, one story that resonates with me that, that I'd be if I mystified not tell was the time that I came out to Vancouver, uh, to, to meet you guys all for the first time. And, uh, you guys were looking at, you know, potentially bringing me on board. And I remember you came and sat beside me and. Just took the time to get to know me personally, and it was nothing about from a work perspective. It was just, you know, are you married? Kids, just more of the personal stuff, and we connected on such of a personal level. And I remember leaving there, uh, and before I left, you came out and said, "If you ever have any questions, like even just to connect on anything," and you even followed up with me a few weeks later. You got my my personal contacts um, just to say stay in touch and, and wishing me well. Uh, I remember telling Janice that played a a major role in wanting to join an organization where people really care for you and and are committed to you and and your you know just your your family and and personal style of things so um i remember how much that meant to me and and that's something that's really ingrained it's not something you can teach right like even you know uh, and daniel will tell you this as a leader it's something that like you got to care for your people and and it's just you know it comes from inside you being genuine Right. So,
0: uh... Paul, and thank you so much for sharing that. Um, You know, for me personally, it's never really about just business. I have never really subscribed to the saying it's just business. Um, I do believe that, you know, all the domains in our lives are intertwined and what happens in one domain has spillover effects into the other. And when you say, you know, business, business related aspects, as you mentioned, and very rightly so, these things anything that's business can be taught. You know, you can learn how to be a broker. You can learn about policy. You can learn about best practices. You can learn about sales and all of this stuff, but you cannot learn about how to be, you know, a, a compassionate person. You cannot learn how to um, to have to, to, to be a person um, that's tapped into your emotional quotient over and above your intellectual quotient, right? And so, that is sort of like the foundation from which we built um, Clear Trust Mortgages, and that continues to feed our vision moving forward. Um, as we grow, um, we've taken on the challenge to still maintain our initial vision and mission to be a boutique mortgage brokerage where we know our brokers, our brokers, where we understand them, where they feel that they're listened to, um, and where we are able to, you know, identify their pain points and. Identify how they how they need help and where they need the support most. and we are able to move um you know try to be creative in in providing different types of supports to them. so, yeah, I mean, it's um it was it, I really wanted to get to know you that night, you, to know you, Paul, as a person because it didn't really matter to me. Um, of course it counts, yes, of course, yes, numbers and and um, status and performance and all that stuff—that stuff counts. But what was more important to me it was like, you know who you were as a person.
1: That says a lot, Dan. Do you have a similar story when you first met uh, Carissa on uh, on those levels? I guess it must have been in Vancouver as well, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, you guys don't even. You guys yeah. don't even need me today. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
2: just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and uh, listen to all these wonderful we stories. We always but... need you. We always need you. Come on. I think there's one thing that really resonates with me. And you know, to be completely honest with with the two of you and our audience, I have found myself over the last few weeks to grow so much rather than the amount of growth I had over the last two years. I don't know if it's a function of the way my business is going, but I've learned so much about myself, about my business, about the company over the last two weeks. and, and, And I feel enlightened and one thing that really stood out to me is Paul and I were invited to a, a pretty exclusive event and we were put on the spot by somebody really prominent in the uh, mortgage uh, broker business, somebody who's a pioneer of the mortgage broker business, who uh, I hope to have on a podcast very soon. And, and, and he said, what's your value proposition? And um, both Paul and I were caught off guard. And if you take a second to take a step back and understand what ClearTrust value proposition is outside of table stakes, like Paul likes to call it, from uh, feeling like a family, having the banker's mentality, and all, this other thing, all these other things that every brokerage preaches, it's, it's really quite simple. It's the relationship-based business that we run at ClearTrust with every single one of our partners, whether it be banks, whether it be lawyers, whether it be uh, uh, centers of influences. We are taught, bred. To maintain, handle, and build relationships outside of uh, just business, just like you said. And and Carissa, for you to for you to take that moment to really understand who Paul is, which is really quite simple: uh, espressos, uh, chicken, <laughs> salad, uh, soccer, and his and his three kids. That's right. um, You know, and his family, like it made a difference. One that has allowed our company to become one of the leading brokerages in Canada, one of the brokerages where people want to be a part of, not because it's a winning environment, not because it's, it's, it's the best place to be if you want to become a winner, but because we care. And it stems from our ability to build relationships. And with that, I'm going to let the two of you carry on and I'll just sit here quietly and enjoy the show. You That's all what? I had. <laughs>
0: Um, when you say, you're very, very well said. Uh, when you say it's because we care, that's another thing I'd like to bring up. You know, people ask about leadership style and what do you do and how do you do it, that kind of thing. I never really thought of it. I have never really thought about it, to be honest. It's not something that you formulate. I think that, you know, you just lead by example, be yourself um, and try to be the best person you can be out there um, for the people. Uh, another point is that I feel that in leadership, when you make people feel safe, you know, when, when people feel safe, you know there, there's a leader amongst you, right? So um, we try to do that with our brokers. We try to do that with our teams. And not only that, with our staff as well, to make people feel safe and supported, um, I, I believe that that has really worked very well. And we enjoy, you know, the family that we've built. We wanted to, to offer a mortgage brokerage that would be considered home. Uh, little did we know then that would actually really grow into a real family and, in a way, a movement. Yeah, it kind it's of funny. just happened. We didn't plan it
1: <laughs> it's It's funny, I think um I think it was a couple of years ago, Dan. I think it was before I made the move there was someone said to me like how do you how do you explain your leadership style because was one of the, I was on one of those panels uh, right where they were talking to me as a leader. And I was thinking, like, I know I'm going to get asked this question, and once again, it comes from caring for people and really me committing full wholeheartedly to them and to their goals and getting to know them. And there was a saying by, the- by by Theodore Roosevelt that sticks with me to this day, and I say it all the time, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And And that's really, you know, I remember going in as a sales manager at the bank, I had you know, people that I was going to be managing that were double my age and people, were, and, and I remember being interviewed and they're like, why is someone going to respect you? Like you're half their age. What are you going to bring to the table? And it's not like Dan, like I'm fortunate with Daniel Miguel, who I hired and they only know me as like the one manager and they respect me. Right. You have to kind of build that. And that's all I went by. I just got to know them personally, showed them that I'm going to be by their side in the, during the hard times. Cause it's easy to lead. Right. We had Gary Morris on a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, it's easy to lead when things are going great. Low rates, uh, people are making the most money they've ever made. Business is great. But where you really get tested as a leader, or even as an individual, is during the hard times. And it's true. Like right now, you know, rates keep going up and uh, appraisals are coming in lower or clients are we're fighting amongst deals with other banks. And, and I tell the guys and the girls in the office, this is the time where we have to shine. And this is where we have to show why we are better than the rest. And once again, showing that care, that love to our partners and, and you know, our clients is very, very important. And that leads me to um, the meat and potatoes are my favorite part when I was looking at the questions. A, a saying that, that I saw that really stuck with me from you is that emotional quotient is as important as intellectual quotient. Tell, tell me that. Tell, tell me a little bit about what that means and, and elaborate on that, that wonderful uh, quote that, that you stand by. Sure. I would
0: love to. Um, Before that, though, I just want to go back to what you had just said about um, Roosevelt's um, quote, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Is that correct? Um, That actually reminds me of something that I also believe, which is eulogy values over resume values. And so, of course, you know, that has to do with, you know, how they say that um, people don't remember you for your accomplishments, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So, you know, that's something that also guides me. Um, Resume values are great. I always tell my sons, your resumes have to be on top, right? Um, Build your resume and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's eulogy values, what you want to be remembered for. And you can only be remembered for things when you've made somebody feel a certain way, right? It's an emotional thing, which perfect segue to your next question. Emotional quotient versus intellectual quotient. Yes, and that's pretty much... What I had said earlier, I mean, intellectual quotient. Of course, IQ is important. Yes, we do need to be smart and intelligent and resourceful and creative and persistent and all these things. And it's all great. But I think emotional quotient is the one missing thing that makes all the difference in the world. And you know, uh, people always ask me, like, how do you how do you cultivate emotional quotient? First of all, I do believe that it's in each and every one of us as humans it's human nature you don't actually have to like look for it and um learn it it's it's in us we it's a matter of tapping into it um and if i were to just think of maybe simple answers i think it's just it's just maybe just being curious maybe being curious about other people people around you like that time that we sat together that first night that we met i was just curious about you i just wanted to know about you not for any reason just to know and you know, once you're curious about that person and you start to get to know that person, inevitably, you will care. I mean, we're all human beings, right? There's going to be something and some point that you're going to connect over and you'll care and compassion will be present, right? Um, and after that, I, I seem to be talking about all Cs, curiosity, caring, compassion. Um, and after that, I think it's key to communicate it, Right. Um, it's not as use, it's not as useful unless you communicate it out to the other person or to the other group. They need to know that sort of like this is happening and you need to be able to communicate it to them. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much what I have to say about emotional quotient that it's in everyone. Um, and it's just a matter of each and every one tapping into it and caring a little bit more.
1: I find that um, the word EQ or or emotional quotient has been coming up a little bit more. As I mentioned, we're in some challenging times. I think the last few weeks, uh, I have really found a lot of our agents are in like really last minute situations, high intensity situations, a realtor or whoever. Yeah. And mortgages aren't easy. I say it all the time. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, And I try talking to 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 our agents and including Dan, and I know Dan passes on to his people as well about remaining calm if you could pass one thing on because you are such a calming soul um, and I can imagine that, is there any tips or tactics in high intensity or extremely stressful situations that you would pass on for someone to do, whether it's like draft something up, step away or like, is there any, any, I know I, I did probably didn't write this down as one of the questions. So if I'm putting you on the spot, I apologize, but something that you can pass on to our listeners to say like, maybe you did this in your career or when you, when you went into offer situations and there was like high intensity Anything that you can pass on that I think uh, even I might use. Cause there's some, these past few days I could use it for sure. But uh, anything that you want to share with us that comes to mind, maybe when I, when I bring this up.
0: You know, I mean, spontaneously, I would just think about um, zooming out. So whenever you're in a high pressure situation or whenever you are in a challenging situation, I think it always helps to bring perspective um, into the situation, right? Because we can always, we can get, we get caught up and then we get reactive, right? And our PQ, it's another quotient, a positive intellectual quotient, I call it. Our PQ then gets all these saboteurs, um, you know, going at it. And before you know it, we are just one big reactive ball. And so, you know, if you can kind of step back and just um, change your perspective Um, sort of like maybe step away from yourself in a way. When you're able to change perspective, remain grounded as well. And always ask yourself like, you know, big picture, like how important is this thing that I'm struggling with in, in the whole big scheme of things at the end of the day? Like how important is it? And at that point, maybe, I mean, if it's a deal or a situation or something that the brokers are working on, yeah, I mean, do your best. That's all you can do. Be persistent, But at the end of the day, you know, resist the temptation to be reactive, step back, you know, look at the big picture, um, adjust your perspective. And hopefully that helps. And, um, you know, if um, all else fails, call your team lead. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Call, Call on us. And if that fails, call on us. We're always there for you.
1: It's true. No, it's great. I love. I love the stepping back and trying to do your best, but not uh, not take years off your life uh, with too much with too much stress. I'm. You know what? I- I'm gonna say. If there's anything that you uh, that you have any questions for us or anything to add, Dan, is there anything you want to add before we hand it over to Carissa to see if there's any uh, parting words on her part before uh, before we wrap this one up?
2: I just. I think that this podcast is so valuable, and obviously, I'm gonna say that because I'm a part of it, but. If you take a step back and you uncover each episode, there's one valuable piece that you can take away. And, and some of these valuable pieces, you can only learn with experience. And, and when Chris is saying, you know, take a step back, it's, it's, you know, it's not as easy to just take a step back. But, you know, dealing with a lot of high stress situations and, and this episode couldn't come at a better time, understanding the big picture and, and not getting so caught up in the weeds and being extremely reactive allows you to get the problem solved faster and with more efficiency. So if people listen to the podcast, there's one thing from every episode that you can take away that's very simple and you're almost like building a house you lay a brick by brick by brick until you get to the end and you have a beautifully built home and that is your business. And I'm so lucky to be able to listen to all, you know, all of our guests course you especially. Uh, and, and, and get all these tips and tricks that you are speaking to me from experience. And instead of me going out there and making my own mistakes, if I really take it to heart and understand what you've gone through and try to replicate it in my business, I will be better off in the future. So thank you for that. Uh, and again, this episode can come at a better time. And I think the key takeaway for me would be really take a step back Really, take a look at the problem from a bird's eye view. understand the shortcomings of the issue, and then go ahead and solve that problem with emotional quotient, positive quotient, uh, intellectual quotient and and really understanding that it's it's a group of things that you have to handle in order to come to the outcome that you're looking for so uh, it's easy, really, really easy, but almost never done because we automatically react in a very panicky way. I think that's us as people. We're, we're, we're just wired that way. And I've I've started to do that, take a step back. Because me, I'm, I, if there's a problem, I attack it you know, right away. And I won't stop until I get it solved. But I feel like if I take a step back, understand the problem, and then go ahead and solve the problem, I feel like I would do it in a much more efficient way. So I'm sorry go- about going on that rant. But I, I, it's a key takeaway for me specifically.
0: Absolutely, Dan. And you know what? I mean, your your growth trajectory has been nothing short of amazing, really and truly. Um, and keep it up. Um, um, I think though that you know, if you were to um to maintain this um for the long game, you know, balance um would be would be your key factor. So I'm so glad to hear that you recognize this um, and that you're adding this on to the mix and that you're aware of it. And I can't wait to see you know, how you continue to grow and what the future has for you. It's going Thank to be you. amazing.
2: Thank you so much. That's and awesome. and
0: and Paul, um, I can't say enough how proud we are of you and your team, you, Janice, your team, all of Clear Trust Toronto. I remember that evening and every now and then when you and I connect, you have said to me several times, we'll make you proud. Thank you for that. But it's not about making us proud. We're all, we were already proud of you. and We continue to be. And I want to tell you that we are so super proud of you. But you just you do it. You just do it so well. And you do it for the right things, uh, for the right reasons as well. And I think that is so evident. We're so blessed as well um, to have the extension um, of ourselves in Toronto. That is you guys. And an extension that is just so in sync and so in flow with us and who we really are at the core. So, you know, we value that and we are so blessed to have you guys. So thank you as well.
1: Thank you. So, so kind. Thank you, Chris. This is an amazing episode. Uh, I think it offers a lot of different, different topics and values that we probably haven't covered. Most of it's about mortg- mortgages and, and sales. And this is really, this, this can touch and, and be relevant to anybody uh, in any walks of life. And, and I really love that. So we thank you. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, thank you for taking the time I know as you mentioned you had you know you had a little um, operation or surgery a couple weeks ago so we thank you for that and uh, it was a truly a pleasure and an honor so we look forward to seeing you and and uh, that's it thank you so much thank you you.
0: thank you as well